Discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am an irritant. I'm Francis Hall, a.k.a. Faceboy. I will explain that introduction in a minute. I'm Lucas T. Mori, or Lucio, one of those. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm right now. <laughs> uh, I was, I've been getting into a bunch of Nick Zed stuff recently. Uh, interviews, uh, video interviews and written interviews and stuff like that. And, and one of them he was asked, you know, Tell folks, you know, who you are and what you do. And that was the first thing he said. Was, I am an irritant. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that response. Uh, we're having a heat wave. A tropical heat wave. I almost didn't make it here today because my mom was not doing very well. Uh, my niece is also not doing very well. Rachel is not doing very well. I don't know how much of these things are heat wave related and how much or not, but my brother was able to uh, step in and cover for me because I, I wasn't going to leave mom alone when she's not doing well. and She's 90. Yeah, definitely not. How are you? Um, not doing well. Not doing well. Tired. Very tired, but I took a cab here to make it one time. <laughs> you did? I did. That was very kind of you, and I appreciate that. Calvin is on his way here. Yeah, I'm glad I made it on time since Calvin did not. <laughs> You'd be here by yourself. I'd be here by my. I don't like being here. I can handle it. I've learned sometimes not very well, <laughs> sometimes quite well. Uh, let's see. We got a text message. Uh, I'm doing well, just running late. That's from Calvin. Okay, good. <laughs> we don't like Calvin. When Calvin's not doing well. But then we'd be really in trouble. <laughs> and then there's real problems. <laughs> But um, yeah, this is this this heat wave in New York City is supposed to break tomorrow. It has been brutal, brutal, dangerous. Subways suck. <laughs> but uh, you know, everybody got to keep keep yourselves hydrated. Try to stay cool. You might hear a little buzz in the background. I'm not one of those. I used to turn off the air conditioning <laughs> in the studio for sound quality. Now I'm 58. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your, you, you came and you had a sleepover at my place. I did have a sleepover at your place. That, that was, was really nice. Was it fun. had been a while. It had been a while. I was a little nervous. <laughs> I was nervous too. <laughs> really? Why? I thought you'd kick me out. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I was I was nervous just because it's been a long time. Yeah, and um, and I've kind of gotten you know when I get when I get into a, a groove a groove. You're used to it. My nightly rituals, my day rituals, all that kind of stuff. I get nervous when someone else is around that they're going to mess it up. <laughs> you did not mess up my groove. That's good. We had a nice time. We had a good evening. So we'll be able to have more of those, I hope. I hope too. 
So Zed's last interview before he passed is on a website called The Aether. T, that's the, T-H-E, A-I-T-H-E-R. It is, uh, the, he's interviewed by a guy named Salvatore Bateta. That is S-A-L-V-A-T-T-O-R-E-B-E-T-E-T-A. And I really recommend it, that you read it. I think it's, it's an incredibly good, uh, well-written article. And he does not hold back. You know, he knows that he's, he's on his last legs. I'll give you an example. Uh, so he asks, uh, hi, Nick, how are you doing right now? How's Mexico treating me? Nick, Mexico is treating me better than New York City would now that Manhattan and the entire state of New York has been turned into a fascist nightmare by authoritarian scum and government imposing unscientific mandates while presiding over the controlled demolition of the economy in order to make unprecedented profits for unelected pharmaceutical giants with bad track records, marketing untested lethal fake vaccines designed to kill as many humans as possible. That's how he opens. Well, there's been vaccines um, that have been... Um, they, they put in that you can now give us vaccines with the mosquitoes. There's been a patent um, for that. There's what? There's a patent for um, vaccinating us with mosquitoes right now. What do you mean? In case we decide not to vaccinate ourselves anymore, um, they're going to vaccinate us with mosquitoes. See, I don't know if I believe that. No, it's real. But I don't know. I am in a state of confusion right now. There's a patent for it right now. Where I'm just not sure about a lot of things. Nick Zed... Uh, he says a lot of things that. No, this isn't about Nick said. This is this is like a real patent. This yeah. is this is like I found this out from real friends, like people who know. And it, like, look it up. Not right now. Not right now. But yeah, no. maybe when we play a song. There's there's a patent out right now for that. It's just very difficult to know what is true and what is real these days. No, I found this out from Peter. Peter didn't just find this out from nowhere. He's not a conspiracy theorist. He's what? He's not a conspiracy theorist. Like he like that's just a real thing that that they it's a real patent like they haven't used the technology yet that we know of but they patented it so they, they can. I'm just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but getting back to Nick, he's he's somebody who I think is highly intelligent. He was a friend. And um, I am just giving a little more thought to some of the things he's saying. Yeah, that, but you found that you're talking about Nick Zed. I'm talking about Peter. Yeah. P- Peter's a very different. Peter and Nick Zed are very different people. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's this, this. That's a real thing. We, we're in trouble. Like, I, if we decide to resist, we will not be able to. How can you be sure that it's real? How can we be sure that of any of this stuff? You know, I was mentioning last week that I, I was uh, at the dog. I mean, patents are pretty real. Patents are pretty real. I mean, they're not even trying to hide that they do that. But how can you trust where you read that? Well, um, yeah, it's hard to know. It's really hard to know. I mean, I think it, you can't write something that has been patented if it hasn't been. Why not? 
I, you know, they wrote what company and everything did it. The, the company had, would sue if they if it wasn't real. I was thinking about buying shit off of Temu, T E M U, and it was very difficult for me to find anything that ringed true about the company because what they can do is they can buy a bunch of different websites. Uh, they can call it uh, Business Today when it's actually owned by Timu. And it will say, oh, no, Timu is completely legitimate. You know, you don't have to worry about anything. They're a great company, huge savings, blah, blah, blah. And so now you think that you're being, that you're, that it's being legitimized by an outside source. Well, it's not an outside source. It's the same fucking company. This was not, like, this was a legitimate source he found this from. Not, this is not Timo. I know who you were talking about, but, like, I think you're really, like, throwing. Confused. You, I think you I'm are, confused. you are throwing things out that are fucking completely different. Timo is obviously a fucking fake company. I mean, you probably could get some really cheap shit from there. Yeah, and yeah, the things that, that they advertise for you on Facebook like often don't come. That's a, like it's or they come really shit fucked up. Don't buy things off Facebook. But that's not the same as what we're talking about here. This is like a legit source that he found this in. I'm just questioning a lot since I've turned the TV off. <laughs> There's a big difference between the New York Times and Timu. <laughs> Yes, there is. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to play a song. It was uh, Mick Jagger's 80th birthday. And I had meant to play this song because I missed you so much. So I'm going to play uh, Miss You by the Rolling Stones. Ah, 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 ah. Well.
Central Park Singing after dark People think I'm crazy Shuffling on my feet Shuffling through the street What's the matter with you, boy? Sometimes Sometimes I sing To myself Saw something on uh, NPR's website about this web about these. I see, oh, see, so, oh, but, 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 Timu, we can't compare NPR to Timu. Okay, so that's I'm telling you, don't fuck with me. I'm not saying I know anything. No, I'm saying just, I'm confused start, about like, everything. Where, where do we find that source? Where do we find that source? Yeah, I, but how do I know? Facebook I... is selling random things, so that, that that means that no news sources work. It's completely different. Nick Zed and Peter are two different people. I know that. He didn't just find it off an illegitimate source. <laughs> I'm not saying that Nick found this stuff well, off Nick, of illegitimate Nick, sources Nick, either. Nick is a completely different person. Like Nick, Nick, I know. Nick might, like, I, don't trust, I don't trust what Nick said, said. but I'm not sure I do either. But I'm also not sure that we're not fucking living in the Matrix with but, our fucking brains I, I'm plugged sure into if something. We, if, we, if we can't trust NPR, who are we going to trust? I'm just saying. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying... It, you don't fucking NPR doesn't lie about what vaccines are being like, about what patents are being put out. NPR doesn't lie about that. And I have stated on this show that we don't lie, and I'm not. NPR sh- would get sued. NPR would get sued. We hopefully won't. Nobody will sue us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, try. Well, we don't have any money, I know. so. <laughs> Wait, what are you going to sue me for? <laughs> Uh, no, but you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going through some changes. I'm watching a whole hell of a lot less TV. Uh, I'm spending a lot less. I, I don't want to be part of the problem. I don't, I I just want to see things more clearly and, and make a positive change. If I can, if only in myself. Darla wants to be a capitalist. <laughs> Sell panties. Darla already is a capitalist. <laughs> yeah, probably. Darla loves the Amazon. 
It's free if it's on sale. Randomly was thinking about Ron Jeremy recently. He was at one point the number one porn star in the world. You know where he is now? Where? He's in an insane asylum. Uh (laughs) What do you laugh? I actually do feel kind of bad. He was actually pretty good to to Raven, to to my friend Tiffany. Okay. Um, He um, would be like, guys, we've got to feed the kids because her parents were also porn stars. And would forget to feed them. <laughs> Rachel wrote, writes, Oh my God, Darla and Panties. I love her shopping sprees. <laughs> I'm listening. Well, I'm glad you're listening, Rachel, because, uh, yeah, Darla's thinking of going into the panty selling business. I'll talk about that at some other time. <laughs> um, yeah, Ron Jeremy is, we were discussing, discussing. So he, was facing a bunch of charges uh, for sexual assault and rape uh, going back, I think, like 20 years or so. And um, uh, either he is faking insanity uh, to avoid prison time, or he just lost his shit. But they had determined he was not competent to stand trial, and he has been put in a in a mental institution. Wow. Where he'll and uh, Rachel, I would buy from Darla any day. See, I, I, Darla can sell. <laughs> but yeah, one of the things I was thinking about, like as as a as a, as a rebel, is how much uh, we pay just for packaging. You know, you you get a a, a Beatles DVD, right? And it's $20 when it probably cost $2 to produce something like that. But what you're paying for is, you know, the official Beatles logo, the, the, the embossed disc with the fucking images on it and uh, maybe a pamphlet. Darla's not quite as famous as as the Beatles though. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, but, um, but I'm sure she knows she would know how to package things. She would, yeah. In a way that people are like, oh, yeah. You know, sell, you know, buy it for, you know, buy them in bulk. So you get them for a dollar a piece. And who, who wouldn't pay $5 for specially selected Darla panties <laughs> once you knew who she is? Anyway, I hadn't planned on talking about this, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, so, yeah, Ron Jeremy. I've jacked to him. <laughs> really? I, I never found him cute, even back then. It was a long time ago. He's been on the scene for a while. He used to be cute. No, I, I've, seen a video, I've seen porn with him in it because he was um, in, as I said, was in porn with, my, um, with one of my best friend's mom. So I've seen some of the porns, um, and it, I'm not into it. Well, there are a lot of people who... Are like I won't do anal and I won't do the hedgehog, which was his nickname. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like on their list of do's and don'ts, Ron Jeremy is on a lot of their lists. But yeah, he's he's in terrible shape. Yeah, he's in terrible shape. I've seen pictures. He's 
probably not going to be around all that much longer. He's only 70. Yeah. But, you know, if you really raped people and shit like that. Then who cares? Then who cares? <laughs> Getting back to something else I was saying, that, that the revelation I had in, in the dog run, the Trump supporter, the guy with the Trump t-shirt, I realized I have more in common with this guy than I have with Joe Biden. Joe Biden is wealthy motherfucker. And the president, <laughs> a politician, uh, he's lots of things that I am not. He and I, I don't think we have much in common. Whereas the guy at the dog park, we both love dogs. <laughs> we both seem to be, you know, about the same class. There's just more in common. And it's, it's, it's just got me thinking about... That Democrats, Republicans... We're all on the same side. It's it, a distraction. It's, it's between... It, you're saying this because of my post that was brilliant. You should read it. Well, I'm telling you, my internet doesn't work right now. Like, it's, like I don't know what, what they're doing to me, but my, my phone is not working. It's not? No, I told you that. That's why I said, you look it up. Like, I was like, before you fucking shit all over the, what I'm saying, you look it up. I don't shit over what you're saying. You were shitting over what I was saying about the vaccine. I wasn't shitting over it. I was saying, I don't know. Well, you should be a little, like, I, that you should be reading more. Into I should trust everything you say. Yes. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not Nick's head. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is what my post was. We're all clearly on the same side. Unless you're a billionaire, your life is not valued. You can keep fighting each other, keep fighting me, or rage against the machine. We all danced in the same. We all danced to the same instructions, and never once did they tell us to fight each other. Even Lucky Steve and David Austin are on the same side as me. But if they are closer, but if they're if they ever get closer to joining the other side, just remember who argued with you till you got there. Healthy arguments are great if you call each other up and laugh at the hypocrisy together at the end of the night. I'm proud to have Steve and David as my friends. After all, I was raised by Shane Savant. He was the creative director of Webster Hall. And he um, certainly never mentioned anything about Democrats being the only ones who know how to wipe their ass. And then I said, are you hella woke? Are you a crusader? Are you an advocate? Really ask yourself that if you're still whining about disarming us all. What are y'all nuts? Ain't, as someone who <coughs> the police often pull guns on, ain't no way in hell I live to see the day where we put all legal guns in the government's hands. If you don't have, if you don't have guns pulled on you on the regular, maybe... You don't know much about this topic or any topic. That was a little that was a little crass, but <laughs> the any topic part. And then I said because people are laughing at me, drag queens are laughing at me right now for detransitioning. I think they said I said, and I'm not transphobic just because I'm happy I stood up to my doctors and didn't let them cut off my breasts off. Every day we're shuffling. Question mark. Why don't you stop arguing with us and join us on the dance floor? I was manic when I wrote that. <laughs> I also sent like two angry emails to my therapist, Manicus. Oh man! How did that turn out? Uh, she she didn't too mad. She was a little mad, but not too mad.
Well, yeah, uh, I, I think that was very well composed, and it's, you know, talking about fighting the real enemy. And, yeah. and that's, you know, what, what I think a lot of the whole Democrat, Republican, all that stuff. It's a distraction. I think it's, I think it's, it, it's a distraction. Yeah, they're, they're trying to get us to, you know, fight over crumbs. If there are even any crumbs left. Well, the billionaires eat way more than one cake. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you, who, who were the winners and who were the losers in the, in this, these past few years? You lost a hundred thousand dollars. Me? You lost a hundred thousand dollars. Well, I spent a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, but but, it, but I, I, I wouldn't have had. I did lose it. Like I, I had that saved as my savings, and then I couldn't get a job for three years, and the unemployment stopped fucking giving me any money even before we got jobs back, and you know. And who made shitloads of money? Pfizer, Moderna, yeah. Johnson and Johnson. Uh, is there a caller? Maybe. Maybe David. Can you hear us? Hello. One more, one more chance. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, Pfizer. Uh, yeah, and and definitely one way to fight has always been art. We can't win. I'm not, I don't, I, I never advocate violence, and we couldn't win. If a sitting president of the United States attempted a violent overthrow of the government and failed, <laughs> what chance does anybody else have? And uh, Rachel says, uh, please, yes, guys, fight against the real enemy when possible. We are a team. We don't need to agree with each other. Just be a team. Art is a badass protest. Uh, and one organization called Playing for Change is, uh, you know, let's just play one of their songs. This is called A Better Place. And then I'll, maybe I'll talk about them or not. This song uh, brings together mus musicians from around the world to speak out against inequality and for social justice. Just don't know why it's not playing. Let me try this. Here we go. That is not what I meant to play. But we'll play it anyway. Seems I've got to have a
Calvin is here with us. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> that was uh, Feeling All Right by Joe Cocker. Not the song I had planned to play, but a song that I really like. And, you know, one of the things we're talking about also is that we, uh, yeah, it's good to be angry, but we got to find some joy in life, too. You know, it's good, to yes. be, it's good to be angry about the shit that we should be angry about and to get fired up and fire up other people and make a change in the world. But sometimes, got to eat a sandwich. A sandwich from Katz's Deli. From Katz's Deli. I've never actually eaten at Katz's. We will change we have, that. We yeah. have to do that one day. <laughs> we do it. One day very soon. Yes. Before the summer's out. Before, Deal. Before I have a heart attack. <laughs> no, my, my, my nutritionist said I can't, can't go under 100 pounds or I'll have a heart attack. You cannot go under 100 pounds. Close. Don't try to get close. <laughs> like, okay. Okay, it's 101. <laughs> I'm 100, 100. 106. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that because some people uh, get triggered by people telling their weight. But What's that? I said I probably shouldn't say my weight because some people get triggered by people saying their weight. If we worried about people getting triggered, we wouldn't have a show. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we talk about the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel says eating is a badass protest, Lou. <laughs> I agree. I would say that's the reason why I eat as uh, eat as much as I do, but not. I'm just I'm just a fat ass. You're not. You're not. <laughs> but I'm not fat. But I. You don't have to be fat to be a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you can quote me on that. While the song was playing, Calvin goes, uh, "You know, shame about Ron Jeremy, but if." that stuff about the rape and sexual assault is true, then, you know, fuck him. And I said, yeah, yeah fuck him with his big dick. <laughs> we, we don't know. That's the problem. So I don't want to speak on, like, what I, what I, if I want him dead or not. Unless we know. <laughs> no, you don't want him dead. You want him to suffer. <laughs> yeah. While he's still alive. Rachel says, Calvin, I love how much you love food. It's so joyful. It is <laughs> joyful. <laughs> I love food. <laughs> Calvin really enjoys food when he eats it. I, I hate people who are just like, you know, sh- like eat real quick and they don't pay attention to the food and they, they don't like, you know, Calvin really like he's like smelling it. He, you know, he's doing like those are the mindful eating, they call it. Mindful eating. Mindful yeah. eating. Yeah. Oh, never, never, never heard that term. But uh, that that sounds that sounds like something I do. Even <laughs> even when I, even during the times I'm not particularly mindful about it. I just. I just cram, I just cram food in my face, and I'm like, "This is great," <laughs> and I repeat. <laughs> hey, before I forget, since you do this so well and from memory, yes, would you be so kind as to? Hey, absolutely. Uh, you're listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn, a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely on contributions from listeners like you to keep us going. You can make a one-time donation or a monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn anytime you're not in front of your computer, you can check out the Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app available at the Google Play Store for Android and at the Apple App Store for iOS. And finally, make sure you check out our monthly newsletter where we give you the latest in new programming, upcoming RFB events, ticket giveaways, and much, much more. Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter to sign up. 
Thank you, Calvin. And I'm hearing something funky front coming from your mic. You want to switch over to the other one? Yes, I think I think it's picking up the air conditioner. Okay. Maybe I'll turn that off for a little while anyway. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. All right. Oh, much better. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, that is much better. Okay. All right, we're back in business. And that is off now. All right. Calvin, I don't know if you can answer these questions, but uh, what is Plex? Why is one of my movies, Satan Hold My Hand, on there? And will anyone involved in the making of that movie ever get paid through Plex? Plex is an an app slash like streaming movie server. So like you can like it's something that you can put on a computer and be able to drop movie, uh, drop your own movies, drop movies that Plex has and be able to stream it anywhere, uh, anywhere you want, just as long as you have the address of that uh of your streaming server. So basically like you could build a, uh, you could build a server, give it a, a domain name, like assface.com. You can take your browser, go to assface.com and watch all the movies you have stored on that server. With that said, I don't know enough about Plex to know that, uh, know where the, like how they picked up the movie. But to answer your question, I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> And this is, I think, part of why the Writers Guild and the Screen Actors Guild are on strike. There's, among among many things, that's like, uh, Plex could be a great resource if used correctly. But let's be real. In the age of file sharing, like we're we're like almost three decades into file sharing, we're you. Don't count on us to do the right thing ever. <laughs> yeah. When when we're given the opportunity to like do shit for free and tell uh, corporations to go fuck themselves, Plex is a good way to do that. But at the same time, it also could hurt independent uh, independent movies, independent directors, and uh, and actors and things of the like. Yeah, I mean, it didn't cost us anything to make this fucking movie. So, <laughs> you know, part of me is like, good, it's available now for people can actually see it and whereas you know shit i'm in is notoriously hard to find and uh but it does concern me for the future yeah it's but unfortunately you have you have um apps like plex cody and just countless others that basically give you the opportunity to just uh get shit and not pay for it It's it's a double edged like sword. Mm-hmm. It's like a Napster. Like it's yeah, it's it's like the it's like modern day Napster. Just basically easy access to whatever uh whatever movies, TV shows, music that you like. So why would something like Napster get shut down and not Plex? Time. Uh uh let's see. Oh. It's rainy. Oh great. And I'm in my good clothes too. Oh, <laughs> but Napster uh Napster 1 was famous, 2 was centralized. And so there were so there were servers that the government could find easily and shut down and track down 
who was responsible for uh, keeping those servers up. Whereas Plex is just an app. Uh, whoever makes the app is not responsible for how people use it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so that's so that's the rub on that one. Do we exist in the real world? <laughs> if we do, we're clearly in the alternate fucking timeline right now. <laughs> this is the timeline of suck, clearly. <laughs> Man, I have no idea where those moments of clarity came from. It felt good. <laughs> it does feel good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Also helps that I, I've... Only had two drinks this entire week, so that probably that helps. helps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sinead O'Connor song that you might want to hear. Because I will play nothing compares to you otherwise. That works. That works. Yeah, that, that'll work. There's another song that I'm trying to I'm trying to remember that I heard uh the other day, but the name escapes me right now. Well, it was a tremendous loss. Uh love Sinead. Uh I love what she did on Saturday Night Live. Yes. And um we're gonna play Nothing Compares to You. It's been Your love away I go out every night And sleep all day Since you took your love away Since you've been
Calvin, you were saying something about this song. So um, one thing that um, a lot of people may not know about this song, this song was actually originally uh, a Prince song. Prince originally wrote this. Um, I forget the year. I want to say 84, possibly. But um, originally written by Prince and uh, recorded by him, but was uh, unreleased for a long time. But Sinead O'Connor took the song and absolutely made it her own. Oh, it's mean, beautiful. Yeah, I've never heard the Prince version. Like it's it's a it's you definitely know it's Prince when you, you when you hear it, it but yeah. but Sinead's take on it kind of ed like just has the slight edge in my in my heart as much as I love Prince and I love his version. I had the honor and pleasure of seeing Sinead O'Connor perform live very early in her career. It was a small venue, um, late eighties maybe. Um, and I must've, someone must've brought me because generally I only go to artists, usually that are either friends of mine or if I really love a band, you know, like I've, mm. I've gone to an Elton John concert. I've gone to Grateful Dead concerts. I've gone to those kind of concerts, but <clears throat> I had never heard of her and I was instantly a fan. I was captivated. I was blown away. She, you know, the songs that she writes, the, the, they're, they're beautiful and they have such beautiful. deep, What's that? And painful. And painful. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, she's, she really struggled. She really struggled. How did, how did she even die? We don't really know, right? Yeah, we don't know We yet. don't know yet, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's sad. She shaved up her head when the record company told her she had to grow out her hair. Yes. Fucking yeah, rebel. She, yeah. She didn't want to be, she wanted to be recognized for her talent, not her beauty. Mm-hmm. She is very beautiful. She was yeah. very beautiful, but yeah, she didn't want to be recognized for that. I liked her with the shaved head, though. Me too. Yeah. Same. It did not, it did not reduce her beauty or her <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think all. it worked. I don't think it worked. <laughs> <laughs> she was going for <laughs> <laughs> And it's unfortunate that she passed before she got an apology from Saturday Night Live. Mm. Not that she ever would. Right. I've met Lorne. Hey. <laughs> Just leave hey, it at that. I've, I've heard stories about uh, how headstrong he is. It's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> 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 I respect what he's done, what he, what he has accomplished. Uh, but to me anyway, not a nice man. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he, t- to be fair, he was the, uh, inspiration for Dr. Evil from Austin Powers. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Know that <laughs> like, like if you listen, if you listen to Lauren Michael talk and you listen to a uh, Dr. Evil's voice, <laughs> it's Mike Myers impersonating Lauren Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. We only have 10 minutes left. 
uh, some some uh, words from Rachel. Uh, I miss her so much, referring to Sinead. My favorite track of hers is Prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Francis! <laughs> Listen to it over and over last night. We'll definitely play that next week. She was a holy rebel. She truly was someone so ahead of the times that betrayed her. I told Lucille she reminds me of her. <laughs> so stunning. I crushed so hard with the shaved head. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I think we all did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We have less than 10 minutes left. Where does it go? <laughs> I do want to... I do want, unless we get into something heavy and keep going, but I do, I have found the, the song that I oh, wanted okay. to play earlier, A Better Place, so I want to close the show with that. So right uh, in the in the meantime, um, uh, how have, how's things been with you, Calvin? Could be better, but I'm working on it. <laughs> okay. Just work is eroding, eroding me emotionally <laughs> what what work uh is well more specifically job. yeah uh, my uh my full-time job your full-time it's, job it's it's i'm realizing ev- more and more every day how unfulfilling it is and like how how much i have to struggle just to go there and and get back home and have no energy for literally anything else in my life it's not right no it's not right it sucks it's this is not how we should be living. No, not at all. Alternate timeline. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I'm still here. You know, me going on this quest to spend less and succeeding is the opposite of what you know America wants us to do. And if everyone followed suit, it would be some sort of economic collapse, possibly extremely bad for the country. Hmm. So I'm just wanted to put that out there. Like the the advice that I gave to my niece when she became a teenager, I said, whatever you do in life, do not take advice from me. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of fucked because if she doesn't take advice from me then she took the advice from me to not take advice from me kind of screwed her with that one you can't win on that one (laughs) no and I mean (laughs) she she could listen to you as an act of rebellion though oh I hope she's rebellious (laughs) I think she will be I've got at least one, one, one of my. I got at least one rebel amongst the nieces and nephews. They're afraid. <laughs> I think they're afraid of my influence on my nephew. Uh, on Franklin. Yeah. Mm. Pick one gender uh, <laughs> and stick with it for his whole life. One name. Stick with it. One for name, his and whole life. You, that's the one thing she asks you to do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like have to have a talk with her about it. I was like, Laura, you need to call me." Like, she hasn't called me yet. Um, we have to have a talk about it. Playing for Change is an organization that uh, brings musicians from all over the world together. Sometimes somebody will record something in India, and another person will record 
something in Africa, somebody in, in America, and it is a mix of well-known artists and people who literally are street performers playing for change and and uh, portions of the revenue from the music goes towards good causes. Um, and so I and I just love what they come up this 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 I think I got it now. And I want to thank Calvin so much for being here and for getting ready to step in when I thought I wasn't going to be able to make it. Lucille, thank you so much. You're 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 amazing and I love you. And Rachel, we hope you we hope that you're feeling better soon. We love you too. Yes. And a better place playing for change. Back to bed. <laughs> no matter who you are, what religion, race, caste, or gender, no matter where you live, each one of us has the right to live in freedom, dignity, and peace.
Good night, folks. <laughs>